0: Hello, this is the World Economic News by Coldwater Economics for Friday the 26th of June. The purpose of the bulletin is simple. I'm trying to keep you abreast of what's happening in unexpectedly positive or negative ways in the data from the world's major economies. I'm doing it because I can't see that anyone else is, and I believe strongly that in economics, as in much else, being abreast of the facts matters. Today I'd expected the main story to be of confidence indicators rebounding across the world as coronavirus lockdowns ease. But in the end, whilst confidence is recovering, it's all a little bit more tentative than perhaps was expected. Starting in Asia, South Korea's consumer confidence indicator rose 5.4% on the month, but this still leaves it some 21% below where it was in January. Over in Europe, France's consumer confidence indicator rose 4.3% on the month, but it's still 6.7% below January. Italy's consumer confidence indicator rose 6.9% month on month, but it's still 15.6% below where it was in January. Well, at least it's good that Italy is carrying out the surveys again. But there was no positive surprise from Italy's manufacturing confidence, which is still 20% off from January. And in the US, The final revision of June's Uni of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Survey was a cut of 1% from the preliminaries, with expectations getting hit by coronavirus taking off again. This is hitting the south worst, but being basically ignored in the northeast. And there is something to worry about. In the last seven days, US infection averaged 33,869 which is actually now 6% higher than the first round peak of 31,888 seen in the week to the 26th of April. The other strand which stood out today was Eurozone's money and credit data for May. These showed M3 up 8.9% year-on-year with a monthly movement 2.1 standard deviations above seasonal trends, with M1 up 12.5%, M2 up 9.1%. Total credit growth accelerated to 6.2% up from 4.9% in April with credit to the private sector up 4.9% versus 4.4% in April. Most of that new credit is going to corporates up 6.7% but with lending to the household sector up 3.3% of which consumer loans inched up just 0.4% but mortgages were up 4.2%. Now this looks pretty good. But to gauge the results, you've also got to look at the policy effort put in. Total credit growth, total credit rose 1.13 trillion euros in the year to May, 1.13 trillion with roughly 500 billion going to government, mainly bonds, and 632 billion going to the private sector. At the same time, when we look at the ECB's balance sheet, we see that in the year to May, its total balance sheet expanded by 814 billion, with net lending to Eurozone credit institutions more than quintupling, rising 552 billion. Oh, and since the end of May, it was up another 83 billion by this time last week. So one can say that approximately half of all credit creation in the year to May was ultimately financed by the ECB, an amount equivalent to all the lending to governments or the lion's share of credit to the private sector. That's the scale of the lifting that the ECB is doing right now. Well, that's it for today. On Monday, we're beginning to enter the end-of-month data frenzy, with uh, Japanese domestic retail data, Hong Kong trade data, uh, the Eurozone's main business cycle indicators, and the Bank of England's report on UK financial developments. It'll be busy. so thank you for listening. And if you got something out of it, please help spread the word about the bulletin in any way you feel like. It all helps. If you'd like to know more about cold water economics, please feel free to contact me, Michael Taylor, on mjtcoldwater@fastmail.com.